friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined again on the back end of our special Tom Cruise high-octane double feature uh, by my longtime friend and co-host, Kevin Weinman. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were about to get a NASCAR joke. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I don't run in the circles of people so any nascar joke would be new to me kiss the bricks to... um no i i i guess from my standpoint it would have been more of a sense bruckheimer it's like with your friend that is a lonely tree standing out in the middle of the side road that gets struck by lightning kevin weinman <laughs> i like the high octate see now this is what i do i start the show so high energy to scare away the people that just won't make it Oh, for their own good. Be like, this isn't for you. Go back to IndyCar. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see you at NPR, fool. Ow. <laughs> Better go to them funny car races. This is NASCAR, bitches. All right, y'all. If you like the show, find us on your socials. We got some all. Leave us a rating and review on your computer. Uh, <laughs> whatever else. Uh, yeah, if you have social media, share it with a friend, guys. Uh, now, back to the cruise control double feature. Or cruise yeah. out of control double feature. That's what Ooh, we should call I like it. that. Cruise out of control. Yep. A lot of very irresponsible uh, Tom Cruise behavior between... So we did Top Gun. I hope you guys all listen and enjoyed the Top Gun. Uh, but maybe you're just a Days of Thunder guy like me. So this is the battle we've drawn. I'm so upset right now. Kevin told me off mic, and I'm saddened to say, not a fan of Days of Thunder. Could not have been less of a fan of Days of Thunder. <laughs> my, my least favorite Tom I think Scott Top Gun is Goose, okay. and Days of Thunder is Maverick. That's how I look at it. I wish that I wish that Days of Thunder was goose and hit its fucking head on a canopy and crashed in the ocean. I'm interested for you to explain to me how you can like one and not the other. So let, let me go. Let me go through something. Tony okay. Scott. Tony Scott. Right. Right. Unstoppable. Yeah. M- Man of Fire. Spy Game. Enemy of the State. Right. Crimson fucking Tide. True Romance. Motherfucker. True Romance. The yes. Last Boy Scout. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Ooh, good one. Top Gun. And then Days of Thunder. You trying to tell me Days of Thunder fucking ranks anywhere in the top of any of those. Higher than Top Gun, yes. By at least a a notch or so. Yeah, but Top Gun. True Romance higher. Yes. Both lower than True Romance. It might be True Romance Days of Thunder for me. (laughs) No, no. I I, I 1,000% agree. But my thing is you have Top Gun as your least favorite Tony Scott movie. No, he has a lot of those kind of forgettable movies like everyone does. Didn't he do Domino? Yes, he did. Yeah, I like that way less than a lot of uh, But But, but <laughs> I, 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 I purposely put the ones that were like high. Right. Uh, in, 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 whether or not it was like revenue generating. Yeah. or uh, So I did not care for this because maybe it's because living in Indianapolis for the, my entire life, <laughs> I've been turned off by the idea of NASCAR anyways yes um this actually happened to me because i guess the race was this week and i don't even know what race the indy, indy 500 indy, indy 500 i don't know if that's the fat ugly cars or the little dildo cars it's dildo cars dildo cars yeah, okay see i didn't know enough of that it's a bunch of screaming vibrators going across yeah the all, all the old ladies i work with are like you don't go to carb you don't know race i'm like no i'm like I, guys we live in a world where netflix is just dropping black mirror on like a thursday like I can't be going to NASCAR races. There's things to live for, guys. Come on. I was I was also actually, once you've seen one NASCAR race, that's it, right? Yeah. 
Like, the only other thing to do is see the ones where they race through the streets and might kill people on sidewalks. They don't normally go in reverse and or around <laughs> things, and there's no ramps. You're like, oh, I also get the added benefit of seeing someone do an oil change. Cool. So, so uh, being, being an idiot. We just lost all the audience. All the Days of Thunder diehards were like, we were here for the NASCAR and your shit. All, all, all right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it we back. are the I, opposite I, of the uh, hard to America's open, as I call it. <laughs> Uh, I I do not disrespect the fact that NASCAR is entertaining to most, I, or to, to to few. I don't fucking know. No, I do but in my, the biggest way. All right, but but but, but my, my my thing is, I will we will disagree a lot about Days of Thunder. What I will not disagree with you with is that the racing scenes are phenomenal. Yes, they are very very. What well is funny filmed. to me, I don't watch NASCAR. Yeah, but I don't think it's played like a Mario Kart brawl. <laughs> The, the part that I notice about this movie is that there's so little racing and there's just everyone crashing each other. The Bumping. Whole yeah, the whole theory of the race seems to be go slower than the guy behind you. And when he tries to pass, you Slingshot. smash him. Yeah. He's, like, he's going to do a physics thing and I'm going to wreck his car. <laughs> Think about the parallels. We just talked about yeah. Top Gun. Yes. Tony, got, Tony Scott was like, wash out. Now yeah. he's like slingshot. Yeah. Like he's like follow he's the like, I need a word. You. Follow the thing behind you, and it's either gonna fucking make you die, yeah, or it's gonna be the thing that saves you at the end. Like, right. So <laughs> when it came to Days of Thunder, I was I was I I got the fact that we needed to have a move, right. And so when that was introduced early, I was like, nailed it. That's gonna be something but that you're gonna bring back. The move is used to its best effect, not even on the the racetrack we'll yeah. get to that all right that to me is probably the deciding factor is nicole kidman is my all-time favorite actress well then this was i live and breathe for nicole kidman uh this is early like not giving a fuck she's australian kidman too yeah which i was a big fan of uh always sad when she's with tom cruise again i liked when she broke free yeah but uh, <laughs> uh well, 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 well question for you do you know now there's like 15 so be prepared to answer yes i want to hear these. okay yes do you want to know the other <laughs> women that were up for this role that either passed on it or i guess they decided not to go with yes i would love to know that julia roberts had to be on the list right yes yes i was gonna say it's that era okay i'm gonna do so bad michelle pfeiffer yeah you're you're nailing it so far who else uh renee russo no oh okay i'm out all right here we go that's my line the russo line (laughs) All right, so so all of you can look at this. Uh, Claire Lewicki, I think is her name, um, is is the character. Kim Basinger. Oh, should have got that one. Sandra Bullock. Yep. Allison Doty. Okay. Sarah Jessica Parker. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Heather Locklear. Madonna. <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Meg Ryan. Molly Ringwald. Meg Ryan. Brooke Shields. I feel like I should have been writing this down. Uh, dude, I've got it. I'll, I'll copy and paste it to you. Sharon Stone and Alan Sh- Ali Sheedy were all up Okay, so I'm going for the Breakfast Club Foster trio. That's yeah. like, Those are the ones. Bro, all of them. I would yeah, die to see those rewritten. Yeah, because I feel like they're – that. Because they don't fit the world at they all. They don't fit the world at Sandra all, Sandra right? Bullock fits every world, right? There yeah. are women that just do so well in every role. Like, Julia yes. Roberts has that. Yes. So, like, I get it. But, wow, Molly Ringwald in this movie. And the closest to all of these was Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Robin Wright could have been the, that role. So, I personally, I love the Nicole Kidman aspect. 
I yeah. think the Nicole. I think Nicole Kidman. You'll Gilded. never hear me not say she shouldn't be cast over anyone except for maybe Meryl. No, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like if you need an older lady, you go Meryl. Everyone else is Nicole Kidman. So the story is Tom Cruise handpicked Nicole Kidman to be his love interest after seeing her performance in Dead Calm. Interesting. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, that's a hell of a list, though. It the really Jodie is. Foster version of this movie. Is fascinating. Where she, actually, just, she looks at Cole Trickle like Hannibal. It's like, what's wrong with you? Why do you behave this way? <laughs> Dr. Lecter. <laughs> well, doctor. Uh, actually, the one that I felt fit, I, I really like Kim Basinger in that role. Yeah. Like, I think Kim would have really done a good job. I think Heather was, re- I mean, Heather would have been beautiful. But there are but certain women on that list, like that. seeing them. Madonna? Right. But you can't see women Cut. of such high fashion yeah. in a NASCAR pit. Yeah. Right. Like, Nicole Kidman has done a lot of character actor work. Like, she can get down and dirty. Like, <laughs> Kim Basinger will look so out of place yep. standing next to Robert Duvall jogging in a fit row. Could not have agreed more. <laughs> like, her is next to you. Randy Quaid. Like, what is happening? People like this don't stand next to each other in real life. Never. <laughs> uh, so, needless to say, going, I mean, going back to the beginning of, of the movie when it opened up, again, we talked about this in the last podcast, but there there's a broad... Uh, uh, view of NASCAR in general that you've got the overlay of like, right. hey, welcome to so and so, and it's got all the it's crowd wide shots of NASCAR and very tight shots of Confederate flags. All of the Confederate <laughs> flags. Every time there's an American flag, I believe it hard cuts to a Confederate flag. <laughs> Could not be. It's it, it's 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 one or the other. Yeah. Either you're in America or you're in South America. Yeah. Or Southern America. A Southerner, yeah. Southerner. It's, it's a bad look to me to try to just... Oh, it's rough. Uh, it's a rough Shoehorn in the Confederate flag yep. into our patriotic NASCAR Open. Uh, but- I actually went to a school where uh, there was a guy in the school who had, like, the Confederate flag on the hood of his car. And you'd be like, you don't even live in the South. He's like, it's what it represents. And I'm like, I don't think you know what it represents, sir. I don't think you're on the right page. Here. Was he one of the Duke brothers and he was trying to get. No, his name was from? actually Bubba. He was a gigantic mountain of a man. Guess he had what? a shotgun rack in the back, I believe. Guess what? Painting a perfect picture. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just like, imagine. Just imagine. Gigantic Bubba. You could have said Bubba Confederate flag. All the rest was already <laughs> taken care of for me. I already knew all the shit that you're about to say. Right. This actually leads me to one of my favorite things in the opening of this movie is uh, the wardrobe choices for Cole Trickle. Bro. Are phenomenal to me. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's running around dressed like fucking Fox Mulder on a day off. What are they trying to go for? Well, yeah. Fox Mulder on the day off is perfect. Yes, because when he shows up, right? So we do the like country bumpkin intro, right? Yeah. Uh, Randy Quaid's a small town car dealer who wants to hire a farmer impossible murderer to Robert Duvall to build a NASCAR. But he needs a driver, right? And so they get a driver who's going to drive Rowdy, right? That's the other racer's name. Rowdy. The guy who literally is Donkey Kong from Mario Kart. Just crushing cars all the time and not racing. Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah. (laughs) So, But when Cole Trickle rolls up, again, on a motorcycle through smoke, right? I was like, who set that smoke up? Good timing. Right. Some pit crew guy just like, look at that sexy motherfucker. And he hits him with like a fire extinguisher real quick. (laughs) But he rolls up and he has this long duster. And he's dressed like a fancy boy, right? Correct. And they they play this a lot. Which is the last person that I figured this dude was trying to look for to race a fucking car. Right. And I think what they're saying is that it's because he wants to be a Formula One guy. And he's from California, right? Yeah, right. Because they had the line. It's like, well, if you're from California, you're not really anything. 
right? You're not a right. Southerner or a Yankee. You're just like a nothing if you're from California. You're too Great. weird. Great. Right? Great. So they immediately set him up because he has a tucked in shirt. <laughs> like, but that's one of my other favorite scenes where they use the wardrobe to great effect, which is when he's in the bar and he's like, I have to be honest with you, pit crew guy. I don't know anything about cars. And I'm like, I can tell from your perfectly manicured hair and nails and tucked in shirt. Like guys who look like you don't work on cars. The fact that this was an aha moment was the funniest part because yeah. I was like, yeah, bitch. When he came in, yeah. you should have been like, you don't know dick about cars. Yeah. Like, I don't know how brakes work. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just like, like maybe all you those words didn't make any yeah, sense. you filled out like a financial spreadsheet with car parts on it. But 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 <laughs> let's un- let's undress this because like if, as a driver, oh, I like that. Good pun. <laughs> well oh, done, oh boy. You're such a pro. You're just sliding them in. <laughs> well, because I don't want to dis- I, I don't want to distract you. But um, one of the things I thought was super interesting was how much they made that be a thing. Where it's like mm-hmm. I don't know the nomenclature. I don't know what you mean by that. And I'm like. I understand that a driver probably knows way more than whatever Cole Trickle knows. I get that. But, like, yeah. why in the fuck do I have to be able to go and break down cars like you break down cars to make you respect me if I can just drive it fast? Like, right. I, I thought that that was, like, super weird where they made that a thing. But anyway. I think it was a Yankee Southerner thing, maybe. Right. right. Like, earn your like – Right. You should have been also, through I think, all this stuff. I think his clothes and his stupidity functions like Ellen Page in Inception. Where she's just there to give us definitions of things we need to know for the movie. <laughs> wow, you're just a running exposition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to know what drafting is, so why don't you make Tom Cruise a well, fancy boy? Drafting is where you pull up behind yeah. the car. Dress Tom just... Cruise like he's related to Fraser Crane, and let's get this info out there. <laughs> hey, fancy boy, here's how you do rubber, rubber racing or whatever the fuck they're talking about. I, I was shocked, though, that during the credits, <laughs> the credits go like this. It goes Duvall, Quaid, Rooker. John C. Riley, and obviously there's Kidman and, and Cruz, and I, but but those four other guys, and I was like, why in the fuck is this not something that's on my regularly played? Like, like these are all my favorite guys. Like, yeah, I want a Rooker movie. I want a John C. Riley. Yeah. So it's 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 nuts to think that they were all part of this. And believe it or not, out of all the people, the least crazy, not I, I guess not the least crazy, but like not really featured all that much. Like Quaid was the craziest fucking person out of that entire group. But it seemed like he was the one that needed to be tied down the most. Right. Like he he almost plays like a very straight character. Right. For where he's ended up, especially. Exactly. Like he, now Gary Busey's even like, dude, you can't call me anymore. (laughs) Right. That's where his life is ending up. Yes. exactly. And in this one, he's just like a straight laced business guy. It's really weird. For it's me a very odd casting. Uh, so right in the credits, do you know what popped up that made me like really excited was composer and yeah. it's Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Because God bless Tony Scott, but Hans Zimmer as a composer is one of my top. If it's not top five, it's top three. Yeah. Because Crimson Tide. I think I mine is like a time. race between John John Williams and Horner. John right. Because Will- Horner does those big fantasy and sci-fi yes. epics that just like light my fire. John Williams for me will always be number yeah. one. That's almost unwritten, but right. Hans Zimmer is really. Have you, there's a cool podcast out now called Blockbuster where they go through the relationship of George Lucas and Spielberg as they were like building no. their legacies. No, I didn't know. And that. they have actors who like voice play the parts, which isn't the best. Okay, but it's just like a. Fun, it's like when you watch the Spielberg documentary on HBO, you're like, I know all this, but I love doing it again. I want because my buddy's like, I, I want you to tell me. Yeah, they're like, I didn't learn enough new stuff. I'm like. I didn't want to learn new stuff. I just wanted to sit there and be in awe of Steven Spielberg for two hours. Right, right, right. And that's what this one does. But they have a scene in that where they talk about how George Lucas was like essentially nearing death and they were going to fire him from Star Wars and just oh, wow. like wanted to die. But then when he was in the studio, when John Williams first played him 
the score of the movie with yeah. the orchestra. Right. That he was like fucking having like an emotional breakdown and he called Spielberg internationally. Really? And Spielberg just sat on the line for like 20, 30 minutes listening to it and it cost the studio like six grand. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I was crying in my cubicle at work. I was like, it is the most important sounds of my life. It's, it's, <laughs> but I, I Hans Zimmer is just that fucking workhorse. Like every time you're watching, you're like, wow, this is like pretty good score. It's always just him. It's always him. And, and I never it's, know. It's always it's an him. action movie. It's always yes, like, exactly. like, like you watch The Rock and you're like, God, yeah, I'm ready to fucking break through a brick wall. And it's like Hans Zimmer yeah. did that to you. He was the yes. one that forced you into it. So that was getting me geared up immediately. Right. Um, I, but this is what I'm saying, right? You're laying out all these great cases. What did you not like about it? That's oh what I'm confused about. Oh, boy. Everything that didn't involve driving. Um, <laughs> boy, when they weren't in a oh, car. So you're doing like the mother talking, like start with the compliment. <laughs> I uh, like your earrings. P.S. Change your whole face. So everything that everything I'm doing right now is when my mom goes, oh, God bless her. Like that's <laughs> like before, like when, when my mom goes, oh, God bless him. Yeah. Boy, they're a pain in the ass. Boy, there's there's certainly a son of a bitch. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I'm going into. But they're they're opening set the scene for a movie that I should absolutely love. Yeah. And by the way, uh, saying I hate it is being really rude. I don't hate it. I've never hated a Tony Scott movie. But right. we're talking about in comparison, Top Gun. I think this movie is multiple times better than Top Gun. I want and you to I lay your case. Is, I want you to lay your my case. case is. I think the quirks of the characters are so much more fascinating in this movie. Because to me, the race car scenes and the jet fighter scenes are great, right? They're just kind of action porn, sure. right? Fun, fast-paced, great music, great cutting. It's fun, right? Yes. It's fun. Pays off. Yes. Even that stuff gets a little boring after a while, right? Like, to me, it was <laughs> – like, there are certain points in some action movies where I'm like, enough. I know we disagree, but John Wick 3 was, like, the first time I was like, I think I'm, like, actioned out. Like, John Wick 3, I'm like, they fucking killed so many people. I'm like, I want Keanu to, like, talk about his mom. Like, give me a scene where Keanu's like hugging a body pillow for like five seconds so I can catch my breath. That Good was God. A, that that was the desert scene. And FYI, that is my <laughs> that is my favorite action. We're movie. gonna do a whole John Wick day. But oh, I'm gonna get so. I hard. have so many thoughts about John Wick three that are so ah! confusing. <laughs> I was like, so wait, a laundromat in the middle of the desert runs the. Let's world? go back. Let's yeah. go back. Let's so, go anyways, back. but I think so. That stuff's always there, and it's always great, right? Okay. The difference to me is. When the pilots are living their lives in Top Gun, yes. I'm not that interested or like, wow, look at these terrible meatheads. Okay. The characters in Days of Thunder to me are deeper and more relatable and actually have interesting quirks. Right? Like I like that Robert Duvall probably killed a guy, right? And he did the old Michael Jordan, I'll retire before you can suspend me. Okay. And then he just sits in a barn and fucking sexy talks car frames. Like, there's a really good chance that Robert Duvall's DNA is all over these cars he built. And even that first engine shot was like, oh, I'm going to fucking trim your edges. Oh, I'm going to give you so many horses. And then when they put the engine in, it actually looks like a giant uh, dick going into this uh, car. That was like, sploosh. I was like, I get it. Robert Duvall fucks cars. Yeah, like, okay, right. I've seen that show on TLC or whatever. But all I'm right. like, I like Robert Duvall in this. He's a murderer who fucks cars and likes to jog at weird, inappropriate times, <laughs> right? Like, I like that. That's entertaining. And Michael Rooker as Rowdy right. is phenomenal in this movie. Like, there's no Rowdy comparison in Top Gun to me. I, I just think that both – all right, so I want to talk about Rowdy here in a second because I actually really love this character. Yeah. But like, Rooker – It's not – This funny is – before we move – because him and John C. Riley. Yeah. I think they're always in the like most underrated IMDb guys. Get, get, so many amazing roles. Boom. Because I, I was agree. talking about those I two, 
Oh my god, Peter Weller. Like there are just guys that have Peter like Weller. insanely underrated, awesome IMDb, and yeah. every movie they in, you just know they're gonna kick ass. Yeah. I, well, shit. Right? Ironside. Think about. Yeah, Ironside's movie. another. But he yeah. always does kind of the same guy, like right. John C. Riley. That dude. And like to go from. He was in Chicago. He right. sang a song <laughs> in Chicago right. about Mr. And then he Cellophane. Does Will Ferrell movies and yes. Magnolia. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And you know John Rooker too, right? To go from Guardians to Henry. Mallrats. Tomorrow, yeah, like he's all over the place. Like they're just awesome dude, and that's the thing is, I didn't think there was someone like Rowdy or uh, the pit crew chief, whatever his fucking name. I can't remember what his name is in this movie. The pit uh, Carfucker, right? So Carfucker and Rowdy, they don't have analogs in Top Gun that make me excited to watch. Like Goose doesn't do the work that those two do. See, all right, but I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Right. But like from a Davis, Days of Thunder standpoint, none of those characters. Those characters seem so trite and forced <laughs> compared to I'd rather have a Tom Skerritt. Like Tom Skerritt wasn't trying to force Tom Skerritt to me is the Duval. Like Tom, but Tom Skerritt is essentially a join the Navy because you're not going to college brochure. Uh, it's for, for for me at least I felt flags like, flying all over his yard and shit. And it's cool. I'm not here to take shots at Tom Skerritt. I get it. I won't I be put it. in that box. I'm not going to be the guy. Take your fences, motherfucker! <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy taking shots at Tom Skerritt. No, the reason why the reason why. But I Robert like, Duvall probably fucks cars and kills people. The, uh, <laughs> but but what Days of Thunder did so badly was that they just forced this character. They they, they, they forced Robert Duvall in this scenario where he was like always this accelerated version of himself where all i wanted was just is that this... a sprinting joke yeah sure <laughs> look how good you are at this everybody just wait until the last scene of the movie where he's actually sprinting and that's all i'm There's trying a to lot say of that's inappropriate sprints and wrestling in this movie and he, oh i'm gonna beat you oh like i i i, I fucking hated that i so, so i so, want to live my whole life knowing that I'm going to get a race against Robert Duvall at some time, and I know it's not going to happen, and my life will never be as good as it should have been. <laughs> I want that scene with Robert Duvall in my real life. Uh, which like, some people want Morgan Freeman to, like, narrate a day of their life. Yes. I want to run against Robert Duvall. <laughs> so that you can feel like you're a winner? Yeah, I know. I just want to be running with my old best friend who's probably a murderer and car fucker. I, I want to hang out with him and run. <laughs> I think you're it's the only that. time I've ever wanted to jog in my whole life. He's not up to anything. I think you could do I that. <laughs> I think He's like, that was 40 years ago. <laughs> you're Jesus like, Christ. I was old back then. <laughs> I don't know what the regulations are on like 90-something-year-old bodies. Uh, so, uh, all right. Just to, just to give you a little bit of background. Right. Every single character, every single scene, almost every single scene. I'm being very hyperbolic was basically based on a story that was told to somebody about NASCAR. Right. So, like, the relationship between Cole and Harry actually existed. True. So it, but, but it was between who... Right. And, and I feel I, like I'll, that probably is, like, most racers and correct. pit guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, they, they didn't have to go and get people drunk to figure out these stories. Yeah. Like, they just fucking told them. So, you, you, you've got a lot, like, Rowdy and, the, 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 Rowdy and Cole, right? Right. Like... Both of those guys were competing against each other. So I I it's not that I didn't think that some of these characters were fun. Just how they presented them was just so aggressively in my face. And then I didn't care. I didn't care. If any of these guys had died, I didn't care during the course of the movie. If Cole Trickle on that last lap had blown up into flames, I was not connected to him 
enough to care. Whereas, like, if it was Maverick, I actually gave a shit. If it was Robert Duvall, I think the world would care. be better if Maverick had splattered the glass instead of Goose. I mean, you and I don't disagree on. Yeah, this, the world but... needs less Mavericks. To be fair, <laughs> but but do you think they need more cold trickles? Yeah, a classy guy who can tuck his pants in and get his friend to go to the hospital. I think he's a very noble soul. In this no, and once he wins his first race, he immediately starts wearing that denim jacket, which lets you know that he's been embraced by the country culture. Uh, well, too bad that the movie didn't introduce me into enough of his character for me to give it two shits. Yeah. Like, I just didn't care about Cole. So, sure, you can No, feel I get way. it. Cole Trickle, he has at least a couple moments of decency. Like, there's a really good chance he uh, splattered several people's heads off of a rental car. Yeah. Like, he's a very bad guy. He wants to fucking kill Nicole Kidman and a taxi driver in one scene. Oh, yeah. Like, anytime he's behind oh, a point. wheel, yeah. he's a very bad guy. He is a very bad guy. Um, uh, can, can I... <laughs> but in real life, I think he's a tucked-in, gentle soul. <laughs> so I, w- I want you to be... Yes. I want you to be, in, in this uh, example, be the person that is hiring Tom Cruise. I'm going to be Tom Cruise. Uh, for oh, role playing, okay. take, take it easy. So, so, so you're the manager, and you say, or, uh, or what? The casting agent, and you go, yeah. This is 1986, 87, whatever. Yeah. And you go, uh, so I'm walking in the room. I'm Tom Cruise, um, who that, also has a story by credit on this movie. Correct. Um, so, so I, I want to be in the room when Tom Cruise like discovered NASCAR existed, and like was like, I'll write a story about that. Somebody gave him this fucking script. It had to be said, right. That had to be just added on extra. <laughs> But but I want I, I I want you to be like hey yeah hey Tom uh 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 you're going for a role of Cole Trickle like just yeah. introduce yourself and be uh, I, so I'm Tom Cruise I just walked in and I just be like hey Tom do you still have great teeth and hair yeah am I gonna be arrogant in this movie oh of course Tom we wouldn't have called you got uh, it <laughs> <laughs> see I walked into a bit buzzsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, well, my whole theory would be, can you still make uh, the moms wet as their overweight NASCAR-loving husbands drag them to see a NASCAR movie? And when Tom Cruise goes, of course, what do you think my shtick is? And they're like, you're hired. Are you going to kiss a lady at a glacial pace while we don't yeah. actually focus on Are you going to do that mouth-licking thing again? Because not cool. <laughs> I don't, that's when they didn't even show the sex scene. No, they didn't. But they showed some steamy-ass foreplay, which I dug. Uh, here's a question that involves sex, right? So in, as I'm calling it, the white privilege scene. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I know. In a in a movie called Days of Thunder, right? So Bus gets pulled over by the cops after a lot of old man wrestling. Somehow they enlist the help of real police officers. I got this. To bring a hooker. Yep. To jerk Cole Trickle off and maybe have sex with him while all those guys cheer and clap. Oh, yeah. Do you think Cole finishes... And secondly, do you think this would fly uh, with NASCAR's first African-American driver? <laughs> this is the white privilege scene. This is the damn it's good to be a white guy in America scene. The first part, 100%. <laughs> if this is, are you asking whether or not it's happening nowadays and it's okay? Because, like, <laughs> like, like, because like, FYI, every fucking part of this is horrible that whole scene was going out it was like oh my god well, like, also they don't even let you know that she's a hooker she no. says uh the boys saw me and thought that you might like me i was like good god like and he's king she kong just and she's goes in yeah she goes in she doesn't even fuck around she was like i'm gonna we're we're definitely gonna yeah. you know hang out yeah you get the springsteen like tight jean shot and she's yes. just stroking yes uh did to- cole trickle play along mm. uh <laughs> 
Yes. I don't think he's got the guts. You don't think so? I don't think Cole Trick... I think Maverick would. He'd be like, let's go find a dirty bathroom. Well, your question is, after that scene's over, did it keep going? Yeah. Yes. Like, did they just party hard with those cops? Yes. And Robert Duvall's like, well, they're fucking... Who wants to wrestle? The- <laughs> he's oiling himself up, <laughs> slapping his muscles loose. Let's go. The only reason The only reason why I actually think that that happened is because of Robert Duvall. I think Robert yeah. Duvall's like... This shit's going to happen, and we're all going to hang out together. Like, Robert Duvall's got a very Bernie Sanders moment where he's like, ah, it's shit's going to happen, and we're all going to be fun. We're going to have fun together. Like, so I, I, I I'm think... I'm getting the oil whether you like it or not. Yeah. And he doesn't use baby oil. He uses motor oil. Oh, that dude's going to be like, like, I rub this on myself when I fuck. I mean, build cars. Ring the bell, you pussies. Like, he's, yeah. he's blue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I totally think oh that he had a part God. of it. So I oh. I love the fact that you brought up that scene only because one hundred percent that was that was so fucking weird to me that they had that moment. Yeah, because it was uh, I I don't like being taken out of the 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 era that I'm in because it makes me feel like we didn't know anything less than twenty years ago. Right. So finding <laughs> out that this is a scene that just fucking happened and they were like, yeah. All of us signed off on it. Like Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer, boom, we love it. It makes me feel, I feel like this is like all of our dads and uncles may have had this scene. Oh, boy. I feel like this is what old guys think bachelor parties still are. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's this old guy thing. Like sometimes you're talking to your uncles and shit. Yes. And they'll tell you like these weird stories. You're like, oh, that's so creepy. You're like, oh, but that was probably like pretty normal. Like my uncle's not like a wild man, right? Like this is probably pretty standard fare. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Let's just uh, get hookers and fuck the night before weddings. Well, all right, so uh, there was a note that was left right. where they said uh, production began without finished uh, a finished script. Just Smart. to give you a heads up. <laughs> so scenes were often written the day of fucking filming. He's just like, cars, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. Like, why would I care? Like, you're going to wreck, yeah. and I just need to film you wrecking. Yeah. So during one of the driving sequences, Tom Cruise actually had to read his lines off the fucking cue cards attached to the windshield which resulted in a minor car accident which good for them days of thunder for (laughs) for subsequent driving sequences tom was fitted with a special earpiece to have his line said to him like this is the kind of shit that we were dealing with in 1990 they put those goddamn cue cards like they were a fucking uh like sun visor over the top frame of the car and it, it, it like that's what I thought was so crazy about this movie was that they were just trying to make sure that shit was done well, but done quickly. Yeah. So this entire movie was just as quick as a NASCAR race. And they still got insane character depth. Yes. It- <laughs> no. They should have had Daniel Day-Lewis play the NASCAR. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> How about this? Here's a classic scene, right? Go for it. So... Again, Cole Trickle's another of these uh, coddled man babies characters, right? Where everything he does is bad and people are just like, it's okay because you're beautiful. Uh, Robert Duvall's theory of when you see gassy clouds after a wreck to just gun it through blindly. <laughs> I was like, that's the most Maverick and Cole Trickle thing to do. That's so great. That's, <laughs> it leads great to uh, this hospital scene, right? I'm blind. I'm blind. Uh, two things happen in the hospital that are very strange, right? One. Um, his buddies let him commit like a very slow sexual assault because <laughs> they all know that he thinks she's a hooker, right? They have yeah. to know that right away, and they just let it happen really slowly. It's very strange. Uh, I mean, I mean, that is no, the worst no, best friends of all time. Nicole Kidman in the worst Me Too movement <laughs> moment I've ever seen. Like I have that written down. But I'm like, 
they knew it was coming. That's bad friendship. Yep. Like, they're like, hey, this guy's almost crippled and blind. Let's make him a sex offender. Jesus Christ. <laughs> let, let, let's just complete the circle. That way this guy... <laughs> We, we already feel bad for him, but now we, yeah. we're, we'll feel worse. I was like, Robert Duvall, this is your creepiest old man move in a movie of creepy old man moves. So that happens. And then one of the all-time great scenes uh, from this movie in Tom Cruise's career is the wheelchair racing. That scene oh is awesome. Oh that boy. scene is great. Come on. Take me through that scene and what you liked about it. And listen, it's, it's not that I disagree with you. I just want to understand what you like so much about it. I like that it's reinforcing a plot point visually, right? So it's reinforcing who these guys truly are, right? Okay. Uh, it's very much like the, the you know, driving up on a motorcycle, racing a jet and all that shit. Yeah. And it's not even the speed. It's the domination of the other, right? That even, And this is the only weird part of the movie to me is that we see Cole Trickle constantly dying to get back to, like, revving engines and going fast and being a dick. But then he's Correct. scared when he's racing again. Yes. Which seems strange. Yes. But I love those two guys that are just, even in this moment, I'm going to finish one-upping you. Right? Okay. And I think it's just, it's that it's a fun visual gag, but it works so perfectly for who these guys are. Can I, inter- I, I want to interject. It's not that I don't disagree because... I totally agree with the fact that we need to make them feel like they're still racing when they're not racing, which by the way, it's all they have their whole lives are these thin facades. No. And that's exactly why I paid the money to go see the movie was to see a bunch of wheelchair ridden dudes (laughs) just run into each other. So let's keep going. Um, no, tell me you didn't like murder ball. Exact same thing. (laughs) Did not like murder. Great documentary. Take it easy. No. All right. So I wrote down, I hated, the fucking music like the music the music in that moment was way too intense put on (laughs) put on yakety smacks you're like Like, what what are the stakes of this it is a bunch of dudes in nightgowns running through hospital hallways like don't drop a beat like it's fucking loggins right (laughs) like don't don't make me feel like taxpayer money on the we're not going to the danger zone we're going to the chemical burn ward like it's not but i'm saying someone might have dropped their iv or you I know, just, gotten their toe running over i felt I, I felt like it was a little unnecessary so i i but loved but, it but but i i i didn't uh, there was a real lull and i liked that scene to bring us back to the competitive nature but i thought it was a little cheeky i thought it was a little ridiculous because they they, they played it off as if it was like fucking serious and i'm like take really like i, I think people it's a, are pushing i think it's a week and a wink and a nod joke right but they didn't play it that way these guys but i think they did right i think they play it overly serious knowing that it's not serious uh, right i don't i uh, sure but i don't <laughs> you're trying to give a 1990 crowd the benefit of the doubt and i don't think that they were smart <laughs> i think they were totally on to cole trickle and duvall's tricks back then all right but no i I think it's a fun and now iconic scene. That's an iconic scene from this. It's a top five scene from this movie, probably. I agree with people the top remember five scene. that. Yes, and I, I just think it's a fun visual. It shows the because that's the thing. They're played almost as these superheroes, right? Like they're yes. driving these cars. Look at their amazing skills. And at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, they're just these ludicrous little egomaniacs, right? I, and it, I, I like the I like the absurdity of that. Well, let me go back to the fact that actually, I could not be a bigger fan of Rooker. Yes. In the other scene, yeah, like, 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 I think that the other driver being Rooker is my favorite ca- casting in this entire movie mm-hmm. because he does a great job of being the guy that is 
ultimately more serious. Yeah. But he's also a guy that you can root for, which is weird because like he's not the it's like yeah. you don't hate he's him. not a guy you should like in this movie. But you have to because of the fact that he gets injured and you have to feel bad about Cole being put in the position that you put him right. to not being able to Rowdy race. But this is the other weird thing. The movie def it's kind of like the the goose thing all over again. We we're like, Rowdy deserves a hundred percent of what he got. Rowdy is causing all the accidents. Like there are probably fifty other drivers that didn't have someone race their car and get their sponsors for the year that are like homeless now because Rowdy's Donkey Kong. I do not feel bad for Rowdy. So you don't feel that bad for Rowdy, but I what I I think they do with Rooker and he does well as this is the stiff upper lip, right? Yeah, sure. In the face of this tragedy and all of these bad things and you know what's happening. Rowdy's still trying to maintain this kind of control. Yeah. And that goes back to the Nicole Kidman thing. She's like, yeah, you're yeah, egomaniacal boy. You don't get it. She's like, there's no control. <laughs> right? And uh, she's just laying into Tom Cruise. I love yeah. that fucking scene. But it's, again, the Rowdy's still trying, right? Like, he's still, you know, trying to avoid the hospital and trying to get someone to race his car because that's like his car, right? Like, he still calls it his car, even though he's yeah. giving it away. Yeah. And I think Rooker, what he does is, again, it's another of these scenes of absurdity. Yeah. Like, this thinly veiled, you know, construction of who he thinks he is is being crumbled and he's just trying to fill it with as much strength as he can because when that camera leaves when he watches cole win yeah he's a broken man a little bit rowdy's not cheering for cole in this moment he might be like cool i get my money but i think he meant like finish fifth not first right like he's not happy for cole who had the same accident at him and came out it makes him look tougher and a better racer like he's not happy right there Rowdy, so I, I this yeah. this and that's one of Rooker's best quality is these kind of insanely, uncomfortably intense guys. But they Always feel intense. full of heart and like you want to hug them even though you'd be afraid to be close enough to hug them. <laughs> like that's what he's really good at. And th this is one of his better performances even uh, though it's small. And I know that you're not uh, the biggest Guardians of the, the uh, Galaxy fan. but you gotta, you <laughs> So get... you listen to the Longbox Sessions, our other pod, Mad uh, Plug. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> For all of you, uh, for all of you that don't know about the long box sessions, it's fantastic, uh, and uh, it gives you really great insight into a lot of movies. But uh, Michael Rooker um, is so good, yeah, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I don't love Guardians. I love Michael Rooker as Yondu. It, because Yondu is so complex, yeah. like that. I've never. It's a classic Michael Rooker character. I never thought in my life and again we'll get back to days of thunder here in a second but like <laughs> michael rooker does such a great job of you making him making you feel connected to a character that for all intents and purposes yeah. for the majority of the time you think fucking kidnapped a kid well so, okay so my favorite rooker movie is henry's uh portrait of a serial killer did not see it you would probably hate it it is vulgar Neat. and it is fucking intense and it's one of those movies you don't see the violence hardly ever you see yeah. a lot of the aftermath got it so it's this weird creepy uncomfortable voyeur thing but so he like plays, pocahontas he play, yeah exactly right <laughs> right exact same concept right <laughs> women in chicago are the new world <laughs> john smith did a lot of bullshit before yeah, it happened exactly. Yeah, yeah, terrible yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah, you know it's like avatar this. pocahontas henry portrait of serial killer no uh but it's just fucking terrible but in that movie you like henry a little bit right like sure. he feels like a good guy you hope he gets his act together yeah. and they're like oh wait but it starts off showing us like eight dead bodies but you're like you right. throughout the show he seems to have this weird moral code it's it's very strange but and you can buy into it yeah and rooker sells it yeah because it when you watch it it's so it has one of the most vulgar and hard to watch horror movie scenes and again it's not like in your face like a torture porn thing it's just 
you're like, oh my God, there are actually people out there that like break to this level. There are people out here that aren't buying into the social contract, right? Like there are predators amongst us and they look like us and you could never tell, man. Because Rooker seems like an okay guy who just, you know, is down on his luck. Yep. But that's what he brings that heart. And this one, he doesn't have to like get over the hurdle of eight dead uh, women, maybe eight dead NASCAR drivers. Right. (laughs) But but yeah, uh, he's super. And that's what I mean. I don't think there's a rowdy comparison to Top Gun. I don't think Duvall has a good comparison. Uh, the weirdest character in the movie to me is John C. Riley. Yeah. So I'm like, did Robert Duvall really just employ the son of the guy he murdered by cheating in NASCAR? John C. He, Re- John C. They, Riley. They play this off, but we're both in co- in agreement that Robert Duvall is definitely responsible mm-hmm. for that death, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? And like, then he just keeps his son around as like a weird serial killer trophy? Super weird. <laughs> so so, so I, I actually, I didn't dive into that. I didn't even write a note about that because I was yeah. like, it seemed like such a foregone conclusion where I was like, oh, you're just going to make this a thing. Well, I kept waiting for the scene when John C. Riley had like his emotional, like, I'm going to confront this. Like he doesn't and he just kept showing up for work. Like John C. Riley doesn't put in the last bolt in the uh, tire. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get back to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> when Robert Duvall takes off running, he like yeah. ties his shoes yeah. together. He falls to his death. <laughs> Like, I couldn't believe they we just like were glossing over this. Uh, Very strange. I was I, so for, for honestly that is a real revelation because I didn't even <laughs> think about that until you fucking said it. That, yeah, I was like, man. wow, that's kind of that's kind of rough. It's wacky. Uh, it's but, fucked up. But for me, I when it came to Rooker and going back for one last second, um, the reason why I think that it was so important for his character to be the way that he was was because. Uh, and you kind of made the parallel. Like, I know that there's a goose. He didn't die, but there needed to be somebody that was a consequence of the action of Tom Cruise. And so I bought into the fact that him and his wife and everything were going through this bullshit because of the fact that he fucking hit him in that moment. And so I, it's, it takes a, a lot for a character actor to be able to, to deliver a lot of depth from a NASCAR driver about like, <laughs> What he fucking uh, brought to the table if he got injured. Yeah. But I actually bought into that and I liked it. We had that line. He's like, I got a lot of land that I haven't paid for. Yes. And you're like, yeah, that's real. Again, it's like, wow, and you're bad with money. Like, you're really checking boxes of bad people. But like, okay. You know, like everyone's made bad investments, right? It seems like his is more just like, oh, fucking rich as fuck. So I'm going to buy this huge house. (laughs) It's not like he's buying like a respectable like home in suburbia, right? He's on this like fucking rich lake. But yeah, no, I mean. The only character I think that really offers nothing to the movie is Carrie Ell's character. A thousand percent agree. I want my... He's, I want he's kind my, of the oh, Iceman. Because it's I, weird because it, it's this weird kind of meta game they play where yes. it's Tom Cruise racing against old world NASCAR and then Tom Cruise racing against the guy that he saw himself as before the accident. And there's not right? a, there's not a consequence. I think that the issue is... Well, also, it's a like weird Carrie, performance where Carrie, Carrie just literally is following him around smiling like a chucky dog <laughs> like that's his move is to just smile and it's like oh my god that is kind of creepy he's like a stepford race car driver <laughs> that but you may bring up such a great point that like i didn't feel like there was something that really set off the 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 uh issue between both of them no like i know carrie's an asshole but well, he got a job and he's doing his job yeah right he's like iceman where it's like oh yeah iceman was right so was carrie ells he should have been like racing all they the, even tell us rubbing is racing, so you can't then make bumping cars a bad thing. All the actual drivers 
probably seemed like all the actual drivers probably had a little bit more like credence to their issue than Carrie did, where it was like Rusty Wallace was like, yeah, as gold trickles, like uh, he's new card, whatever. It's like right. I believe you, but Carrie's just like <laughs> he's dangerous. I was like, bitch, that's Iceman's well, line. What they like, say that's is not uh, new. right is that he's doing dirty driving, right? Because he driving. he knows that Cole is uh, on the same team, and Cole's a little gun shy, so he's yes. dirty racing him, right? Yes. Low down, dirty racing. And then you're like, okay, but at the end of the movie, Tom Cruise is willing to maybe cripple or rowdy. Uh, his replacement. Yes. Right? And you're like, that is wildly unsafe. Like, he shouldn't just be okay to drive again after that. No, never. Yeah, and you're so you're like, Cole Trickle is, uh, and he's done the, now we've seen him drive, and like, when they're driving those rental cars, they're just driving on like, Venice Beach. Yes. You're like, there's a 100% chance they killed someone else. So that's actually my next note, <laughs> is I was like, yeah. Why are we cheering for this moment? Because there's definitely pedestrians that should have been hit yeah. in this moment. Tom Cruise was definitely going to kill that cabbie if Nicole Kidman hadn't pulled, gotten out of the car. Yeah. Like, this is a bad, like, damaged guy, it feels like, at this point. And he hasn't learned, because this is another thing they play where Robert Duvall's like, you'd be the first person ever to get a NASCAR driver to a uh, hospital or funeral. Boy, really? And the it's first. like, yeah, and it's like, they can't see that they're not immortals, right? Because, yeah. again, this is a movie where we're playing on these these giant... 10-year-old boys that are just, their behavior is condoned because they push it so far, right? right? They have this extra gear that we don't, which is they're dumb enough to think that they can't get killed by a race car. Correct. Right? Or a fucking plane or whatever. They drive in a race car. Yeah, so people condone these terrible fucking behaviors. And they try to make Tom Cruise sympathetic because he gets rowdy to the hospital. But you're like, also, he just... Bro, you drove a car? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you did hit him. Like, it was probably Rowdy's fault to start, but you did hit him. And then, oh, God, it, it's a hard turn back. Like, the hardest part of both of these movies is I feel like when the movie ends, I'm like, both of these guys should probably just go to jail. It's probably the safest <laughs> place for both of them to land, right? Because sure. I just, like, I don't feel like these guys are going to be, like, great members of society when this movie's over. <laughs> no, I, like, 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 I'll give Tom Cruise's uh, character this much in Days of Thunder. Like, I feel like he is probably the most um uh, and this sounds crazy but like he's a professional driver like he didn't get the idea of bumping guys right like yeah like he didn't he's more open open wheel kind of guy and and so he was like what the fuck is this whole like nudging people scenario mm. and that's kind of always been the the um if you can imagine indycar is kind of boxing Right. And right. MMA would be NASCAR where it's like, yeah, you're brawling, man. Like you're, you're going to use all parts of your body. Yeah. When they go low, we go lower. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Bro, yeah, exactly. That's the NASCAR. Oh, yeah? no, That's the NASCAR model. Oh, 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 I'm getting a Brazilian jiu-jitsu and we're going to get wrapped <laughs> right. up in this shit. Yeah. So yeah, I, no, I, he's definitely, cause they take the tucked in, like, you know, nobody and yes. then craft him into this horrible NASCAR uh, Gollum. <laughs> I felt like it was opposite, right? Yeah. Like you want to go the opposite way. It's like you were NASCAR, but guess what? We're, we'll finesse you. And they're like, mm. nah, bro, we're going to put spikes on your tires and we're going to go through this like chariots of fire. Yeah. Like, boom. And so Robert I didn't Duvall know, kills I a driver and cheats and yes. he just gets to do it again by the end of the movie. What we're trying Because when he goes in and he cheats on his first car by definitely fucking Rowdy's car. Yeah. And he, he talks to the car so sweet that it actually gets wet on the floor. I was like, God, the symbolisms of him talking to these cars are so good. <laughs> the just, oil's leaking yeah, out. Yeah, he just gives this car a fucking orgasm by telling him, ooh, your fucking hoses. Oh, I'm going to chisel those hoses. I'm like, that's cheating. 
Because Robert Duvall even says, he's like, you know, well, technically I'm not supposed to do this stuff, but I'm definitely going to do I'm it. I'm definitely doing it. And it got my last driver killed. <laughs> right? Like, it's just condoning bad behavior. And, and I think that's the lesson of both movies is like, just get your name on the plaque. If your name's on the plaque, you can keep getting away with anything that you want to have happen. Christ. Like, <laughs> I, so um, th- there was a moment where I laughed out loud and it was where Quaid helps him. Quaid gave a shit about beating up someone else like in NASCAR. And I was like, fucking really? Like, yeah. really? That's what that, that's what you're going to do? Like, you're going to make a big fucking deal about this? Like, they were trying to paint him as this guy that was like, I don't know, toeing the line or whatever. But like, yeah, who's like, I won't forget who got me here. And it's like everyone like you're a small town used car yeah, salesman. Like, yes. you're definitely you this, played the fucking they give game. Every. Every character in this movie, except for Nicole Kidman, is seemingly not great. Nope. But they give them one redemptive thing, uh, right? Where, like, they try to bring them back. Yeah. It's just... I, yeah. When he helped him with the car, though... Oh, yeah. I think that's, like... Uh, that's stimulating for dads. Okay. Right? Because every dad's like, see that? That's fucking real sportsmanship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead sure. of beating him on a technicality, you get back up there, wipe some dirt on it, and fucking fight. Yep. <laughs> and they like the... The manness of it, right? That feels like a dad coaching a little league team. Because <laughs> both of these movies, and I think that's why I hadn't watched them, is because they're both very much for that, like, pent-up uncle remembering high school glory days. That's what these years. movies feel like yes. a lot to me, right? Yes. You know, it's like the guy who uh, is so insanely patriotic and cares about the reputation of America. But, like, I didn't want to serve in the military myself, so I just watched Top Gun a lot, right? Like, I was really good at football, but now my whole life's a sham. But I, I watched Days of Thunder, and I can come back from the wreck, the emotional wreck of my current 40s. So, like, I get who these movies are for. I had bone spurs. Yeah, and honestly, I'll say, these movies are somewhat designed to be everything I don't like in movies. Yeah. Right? Like, this is not my, my cup of tea, per se, but I actually think they're both just so well made. And Days of Thunder, more than Top Gun to me, has these really weird characters. One thing I like is I like weird choices, right? Okay. Even if the character is acting somewhat strangely, you know, because you're supposed to, the character should be making organically logical decisions or at least something you could believe they would do in the world. And I, I can even eschew that a little bit as long as it's weird, right? In this movie, like four or five times, I'm like, what? And it's just like, I'm like, oh my God, yes. And I'm just so down for what's happening, okay. even if it's craziness, right? Police officers shuttling hookers around and, uh, you know, driving on Venice Beach and fucking cars and All right, the, the, your the, dead the, son's, the dri- your murder victim son. <laughs> the drive through that fucking city, I felt like it was the most careless goddamn thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life where a bunch of guys that know how destructive cars can be are just like, no, we're going to fucking hit each other in the middle of the street. God forbid anything right. happen. But I, and also that NASCAR never had a way to make sure they rode to the dinner together. Nope. <laughs> um, so, so it's like, why didn't you guys just drive your own faster cars? Like, why did you go rent cars to destroy? Because they knew they were about to commit murder and they needed to hide evidence. In a five minute span, we're talking about <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Daytona scene, okay? right? So Daytona rolls around. We're nearing the end of the movie. Uh, these are the car- <laughs> these are the cars that happen. These are the cars: Hardy's, yeah, Mellow Yellow, yeah, Crisco, Miller Lite, Crisco, good one, Miller Lite, <laughs> and Skull. You skull, skull, and you yes. wonder why we're fat as fuck. Like, <laughs> like, 
Like we as a society, from when I was a kid, we're like USA, USA, USA. USA. <laughs> the fact that I'm not hooked on school is literally the only thing keeping yeah. me from being like, wow, you just gave me the whole fucking bingo card. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like well, yeah. all these things. Do you eat at Cracker Barrel more than three times a week? Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Do I get do I get you mellow yellow? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's still time for us to be real Americans. It could. <laughs> I was amazed at the amount of shit they had in these cars. Like they couldn't they could <laughs> they couldn't have had avocados out of avocados from Mexico on one of the yeah. cars. Sun kissed. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Like asparagus by <laughs> by New Jersey. I don't know. Like 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 they just had the shittiest Almonds. fucking foods. Yeah. Yep. Almonds. Almond milk. Almond milk. Yeah. <laughs> Mellow yellow Crisco, yeah. Miller Light School. Uh, organic Hardies. decomposing straws. And by the way, this is <laughs> this is shit Hardee's. This is this is like Carl's Jr.'s Hardee's just off the bat. Like we're making subpar supermodel supermodel Sub- commercials. Yeah. yeah, this is before Paris Hilton eating the like before is, they class themselves up. Just trying to say. Yeah. And, <laughs> and along with all these things that are horrible and terrible for our health. Um and and by the way, I I do not mean to put down any of the uh, female listeners that we might have, but like, I know you love. I'm interested I'm to see where this is going. <laughs> All right, so we're expected to believe that Russ is like the guy, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the guy that's really competing with Tom Cruise at this point. Yes. And then they show his girlfriend. Do you remember what his girlfriend looked like? Vaguely. Not. Vaguely blonde. Blonde. That's Just, his redeeming moment, though, is that he? That was probably his high school sweetheart. Let's say this much: they didn't give enough to her to, for me to understand whether or not that was a good or bad decision. So, yes, high school sweetheart, great. If this is just somebody that he's like bringing to the track from the, the night before, <laughs> it, it, it you might, think this is a lot lizard? <laughs> in my opinion, it, I just assumed it was his wife. This could be a lot lizard scenario. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm he's like, well, I, I paid for the day, so. You're gonna I, wait around. For the I, I, and actually, this is this is this is more this is more about the 80s. I'm sorry, early 90s, uh, late 80s, and it is about my opinion. He can date whoever he wants. They always put the bad guy with this like crazy, ridiculous character. Right? They always like, put like, them with the girl who looks like the girl who was mean to your correct. wife in high school. Correct. Yeah. And right. by the way, it's not like they were far off on it. But I just thought it was like it was an interesting choice. So like when they when they posted her, I was like. Oh, well, I mean, for that to just be introduced at the last second and for her not to have be a character, I'm like, it looks like she's got a lot of depth. So I was kind of wondering about that. Um, Wheeler is as dirty as they come. I, I wrote that in big letters. Wheeler is as dirty as they come. I think the lesson is that all NASCAR is dirty. Like the mantra of this movie, which I don't think is a real NASCAR thing, is that rubbing is racing. Okay. Because I was like, I've seen NASCAR clips yeah. and the cars don't look like all the paint is ripped off of them. Every I, car, every side of the car is completely ripped. Clean. Yeah, it's like there's no more paint. Yeah, they're just it's, like it's clean. I'm like off. I think that destroys all the aerodynamics. I'm not a scientist. I just <laughs> didn't like. I I didn't like the idea that they painted Wheeler as this guy that didn't just get his face beat in when he had because I I guess there's a rule of code, right? Like if you're a NASCAR, you're, there's certain things you don't do, and Wheeler did all those things that would piss you the fuck off, like unwritten like, baseball rules. Like, no one threw it his head. Bro, I'm just saying everyone would have <laughs> thrown out his head. Like, he's that guy that fucking hit that walk-off and just dropped his bat in front of the pitcher and yeah. just fucking took two minutes to if walk If Rowdy had still been there, Rowdy would have been throwing haymakers. I'm just saying. Cole Trickle's not that type. No. He doesn't want to get blood on his sports coat. I wanted something to happen to Wheeler. 
Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little bit jealous that Wheeler didn't get blown up at some point. Because he probably just goes on and keeps being like a pretty good racer. Yeah. Right? And just making millions of dollars with his lot lizards. Yeah. <laughs> and I apologize. I felt like that was a real hot take. I'm trying to say. I like your conscientiousness to apologize to our lady audience. <laughs> did, did I tell you? We actually got accused of being sexist once. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a real thing that happened. All right. And lady listeners, I want your opinion on this. I was talking about the movie Us. And if you haven't seen it, maybe a mini spoiler, not really. So there's a scene where uh, Lupita Nyong'o's fighting her other character, right? Yeah. And the tethered are shown as having superhuman strength. Yeah. And I was like, this is a classic horror movie cheating. Where, because at the end, it's the switcheroo, right? And I was like, Lupita kicks the other Lupita 25 feet through right like across, six desks. And I was right like, across the room. You cannot physically kick someone that hard without super strength. They were trying to throw us off the scent of the twist ending by giving her a power she couldn't have. So you trying and to some say girl listener on Twitter was like, first off, you chubby boys. <laughs> it's like, I was like, whoa, first off, that's, that's shaming me. And I was like, that's chubby man. <laughs> it's branded, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. First off, God, you probably have listened to this. God, you nailed yeah. it. I was yeah. like, that's fine. Like, yeah, I made my choices. Sure, yeah. I made my choice. But I was like, I'm, your argument is with physics, ma'am. Like, yeah. I'm not. And she's like, you need to do your research into the capabilities of the dancer body. Oh, I was yeah. like, lady, like, come on. I'm not here saying sports science. I'm just saying, yeah. I don't care who you are if you're 95 pounds. Because the other woman weighs the exact same and is yeah. moving forward. So it's just a math equation. So I'm sorry. Uh, I understand that not everyone was on so you think you can dance and can right. kick people through a fucking table. But I'm just trying to say. I was like, like yeah, she's like, in better shape than me. Is that yeah. the point we're trying to get to? Fine. And, and I love the fact that you brought that up because I'm not trying to say Russ's girlfriend is like gross. I'm just. It was it was so. You're weird. not saying the Lane Kiffin like. No. If you want to know if someone's good at their job, make sure their wife's hot. <laughs> Oh no! Lane no, Kiffin no, 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 no! Now, you, now you're trying to dig my grave for me. No, no. If anything, I like that you're cut because this is the thing. I'm like, lady, I'm on your side here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I bet you nine times out of ten, we're on the same side of things. We're, we're, we're talking but about movies. We're Twitter talk, people, and we're talking about early 1990s. They always <laughs> tried to put a certain girl with a yes. certain guy. It was shocking. There's when they a were John like, Hughes yeah, type, right? Yeah. The the person you hated and feared the most in high yeah. school. That's the type. So, so there was a uh, there, there, so I go back to the fact that Wheeler should have been punched in the face by a bunch of people. Then there was also a part where the fucking caution flag needs to come out after a wreck. There was no caution flag. It was like a tin car pileup. Yeah. No caution flag. They were like burn through it. Like yeah, all the pit teams were like just gun it. Yeah. <laughs> Life Everyone, finds a way. <laughs> I, they Jeff Goldblum that moment, and they were go you you burn through that cloud of smoke where there's nothing but wreckage and you fucking burn right uh so i was like why not the costume flag and then one of the most amazing moments was that they they kept talking about the pontiac and i was like r.i.p <laughs> no more goddamn Pontiac. i had a pontiac bonneville that, Did was you my, really? that was my like college high school car <laughs> 1989 it was the heaviest if it died yeah like i remember we tried to get it into my mom's driveway at that little curb and yes. it was so hard to roll those fucking <laughs> It was such a big, heavy car. I was like, it was irresponsible to let a 16-year-old drive it around. Pontiacs. Pontiac. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fond memories. <laughs> and then, and, and then uh, at the end of the race when Tom Cruise won, spoiler. It's a movie that ends on an iconic shot. That always is bonus points to me. It's it's minus points if they fucking slow it down and they pause it. No, that's bonus points. No, no. It's uh, the Rocky no, punch, no. Rocky and Apollo fight. Nope, nope. No one even turns into a painting. That's the dumbest thing you can John do. John Hughes, Breakfast Club. Oh. Oh, God. 
no, love no. it, Rudy. The pause in fade to black <laughs> is the most campiest thing, and they and they no. fuck it up all the time. That is big dick energy. That's we know how good this is. We know you're sitting there getting torqued right now in your chair for this cinematic money shot. Well, <laughs> the budget for this. Did mother- you honestly not like the running ending? No, he yeah. won the race. They both won and conquered their demons. Not really. They just they they sacrificed more to their demons. But they both had to run again. It's the wheelchair scene all over. Literally, it Talladega never Nights. Greatness never ends. The pursuit for greatness. Talladega Nights made fun of it. Like, Talladega <laughs> Nights were like, at the very end, we're going to make these two more. It is one of the greatest spoof movies of all time. It is really good. <laughs> um, this movie was $60 million. See, budget. that makes sense to me. Sure. How much did it gross? Four twenty. Cumulative worldwide. 165 million that's it it? bro i'm telling you well i guess nascar doesn't travel a lot they were concerned (laughs) about the return they were barely going to get the return until yeah i mean our european audience is just like fuck yeah nascar confederate flag no no they're like uh they're all really interested in how our military tactics work (laughs) so so i i i get that i mean i Top Gun was incredibly. Have successful. I sold you on Days of Thunder better than Top Gun? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. So I'm not yet Atticus Finch. But the I'm thing, more of a cousin Vinny. The thing that I liked that you brought to the table was that there was a lot of fun character development yeah. that I wouldn't have otherwise probably thought of. I think there's but good, just, true character work here. There's there, there, Right. I just did not care about them by the end of the movie. Right. Which. which uh, I, uh, outside of the fact that Nicole Kidman wore a bright white suit to a fucking NASCAR race. She kind of dressed like Tom Cruise. <laughs> when couples start dressing alike, that's when you know it's real. She, 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 was ready, she was ready to go to a day on the beach and all of a sudden is like hugged by people full of just oil and gasoline and she's just covered in soot. But uh, I, <laughs> By the way, her ending with like the pound puppy like shit so all over her face weird. i'm like someone hand her a fucking towel this isn't like, what the, the thing fuck? yeah <laughs> she doesn't have she's to be a classy coming. lady doctor you guys are gross oh, help her out nicole uh <laughs> but we can go back to her character she was great she's i great. did enjoy the nicole character uh nicole kinman character yeah she's always good and this was before she hit the pinnacle of her powers a thousand percent this yeah. is before far and away yeah like this this is before she really started i think that she had had that one big movie mm-hmm. from Australia. Tom Sar brought her on. This was really her start in America. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's like must see everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a great cast. The music's good. The action's good. And to me, the scenes in between aren't wasted, right? Let like me- we had this conversation on Longbox about Godzilla, right? Because yes. all the critics are like, oh, the characters take themselves too seriously. Blah, blah, blah. Like, guys, all the characters need to do is have a reasonable enough story for us to care why we're watching them. Correct. Because it would cost too much money to just do 90 minutes of Godzilla fights. Yep. Right? I'm like, all I have to do is just be able to keep my attention enough, right? And that's all the characters in this movie have to do too, to be honest. Keep my attention. What you take away from Top Gun in Days of Thunder is not, oh, the the emotional and philosophical debates that Maverick must be having when he's up there flipping off Migs, right? <laughs> They're like, I like the style. of. The- you're, you're more right. in there for the style, right? Uh, the biggest issue that I think you and I disagree with is that the level of movie that Tony Scott is trying to build, yeah. I'm not 
interested in the stuff that he was trying to do in Days of Thunder. <laughs> I'm way more interested in the stuff that he was trying to do in Top Gun. Because I feel was... like they're almost the same. It's just the characters are quirkier and deeper in Days of Thunder to me. So the perfect Tony Scott movie is Man on Fire. Guns of Thunder. Mix them together. <laughs> top, top, top of Thunder? <laughs> Gods of Gods of Gun, Days of Gun, Days yeah. of Gun, <laughs> whatever. No, because because in my opinion, I I love I absolutely. If you would cross this over, right, and like yeah. Robert Duvall runs Top Gun, yeah. but he also probably has sex with the Jets, yeah. and makes them start leaking everywhere. You know, Rowdy's out there fucking bumping Migs. <laughs> like this could be great. The, John C. Riley's the guy who lost his dad, and yeah, he's just a rear. That's called the Last Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah. This is all the Last Boy Scout. Yeah, uh, because I, I, I really do think that he's one of the better directors of our generation. But he's, he's always action. underappreciated. Like I feel always like he's one of those names that no one ever brings up. No. And then when you see his name on the movies that you like, yep. you're like, oh yeah, goddamn, like that guy did bangers. Yep. Great director. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I feel like he just kind of – there are just great directors that just get lost, it feels like. Uh, to this day, Crimson Tide will always be in a top ten for me in terms of action films. And it, a lot of it's nostalgia, but, like, he did such a great job. Uh, and, again, if you want to go back to dark rooms, neon lights, right. like, <laughs> it's exactly what Crimson Tide does. Like, that's, like, 50% of that movie. But he, he does an incredible job of making sure that the, the, the – the audience is engaged with an area of action that is actually happening in the world, but you mm. don't know about. Yeah. And, um, and, and I love that he brings you into that moment. And I, I, I'm being very negative on Days of Thunder. <laughs> Days of Thunder is a great racing movie. Like, the racing scenes are beyond good. It's just, this, it's just like in the middle of the movie well, when they're in the hospital. Guess who doesn't care? Two thumbs. This guy. This un-American guy that I'm sitting across from. I'm just trying to say. Yep. Well, those of us here in real America, flyover country as you call it. No. <laughs> oh, I just I like the weirdness of the world. Yeah. I think those characters are just weirdos. Got it. Right. Like Days of Thunder. It's like look at all these people who are like beautiful and good at things. You know what I mean? Power players. And days of then yeah. you're like, these guys are weird, man. Like, what, super a, weird. What, what a ragtag crew we got. Going. So you love Suicide Squad. You just hate the Marvel's Avengers. Yes. No. Oh, no. I won't be put in that box either. I'm not in that box. I'm not taking shots at Tom Scarrett. I won't be cornered. No. Okay. 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 Just making no, sure. Uh, I, was trying not I to just think it's a, it's a fun night of movies, guys. I hope you watched them both. I hope you watched them back to back with some friends, guys. That's what we hope when we do these uh, double features. Uh, so yeah, as always, share it with a friend, share the show, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff you guys do to help us out. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much. You bet, buddy. Uh, you were killer, man. This was great. We already got to start coming up with ideas for the follow-up. We'll run it back. Because uh, Friday Night Double Features are my favorite thing we do. Ooh. I don't know if I told, but I love watching two movies with kind of a theme okay. and seeing how they play off of each other. Yeah. I love it. So uh, we will be back with more, guys. Uh, check us out over at the Longbox Sessions podcast. We just dropped uh, Brightburn with what was left of my voice uh, and some Godzilla talk. We'll be doing Dark Phoenix this week. And we have our comic book of the month, Punk Rock Jesus, coming up. And I'm hoping to get out to the theater to see Ma and record that with Sam this week. So he already saw it. I was a little behind because of my brother's wedding. Congratulations, Dustin. 
But hopefully Ma's coming, because Octavia Spencer is rapidly moving up my favorite people of all time list. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, for The Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. And I'm Kevin Weinman. Rubbin is racing. <laughs> <laughs> what a great ending. <laughs>